If you are a student, whether you're in high school or you're in college, no teacher wants to read that essay that you're writing right now. If you are a musician, nobody wants to listen to that song that you just recorded. Nobody wants to sit through a concert that you're putting on right now. If you're least, if you're like maybe you're in like the brainstorming phases of thinking you want to put out a podcast, or maybe you already you already got like a podcast rolling. Nobody wants to listen to your podcast. Nobody wants to read your long social media posts. Right now, I'm I'm making something. I'm sitting, I'm in my studio, I'm at my desk, I'm talking to a microphone, recording this podcast. Every single time that I hit record recording a podcast, actually, no, it's, it's actually further back than that. When I sit down, because I usually write, for these daily Guinness episodes, I sit down, I write a little outline of what I want to talk about. Uh, I, every, I'm hitting my microphone, I'm so excited. Ah, every single, <laughs> I'm just freaking out here in my studio. Oh my God. Every single time I tell myself, I remind myself mentally, nobody wants to listen to this episode. It's not just for podcasting, um, for music, whether I am music directing and I'm putting a set together with an artist. Now I know this mindset sounds negative, but it's actually had the greatest, most positive impact on my creative life. So much so that I know for a fact, if you embrace this mindset, it will change every single thing that you put out into the universe for the better. And here's why. Friends, this weekend, I am doing a run of shows. I'm playing with my buddy, Dan Rodriguez, and it's going to be a blast. Uh, my buddy, Nate Babs, uh, who, oh my gosh, now that I'm thinking about it, everybody, everybody in the band has been on the podcast before. So Nate Babs is on drums. Joel Bowers is playing guitar. Uh, Andre Rodriguez, his brother, is uh, playing keys. I mean, if you want to listen to any of my conversations with any of them, just head over to thecuriouspod.com. Just type in their name uh, in the search engine and it'll pull up the episodes where they've all been guests on it. Recently, Dan, Andre, and I got together over Zoom and we were putting together a set list for this summer. And I, whenever I'm sitting down with an artist to talk about building a set list for a show, I have like a uh, like a handful of questions i like to use to brainstorm like help uh, maybe spark some ideas from the artist uh and direction of it okay like like visualize yourself walking on stage what does that look like or sometimes we'll talk about if this show was a movie what does the story arc of the show look like okay or picture the very end you're walking off like what is that energy and vibe is it down is it up so i have all these kind of things i have in my back pocket to talk uh, with an artist about when it comes to brainstorming this stuff now, I don't I don't know what in, inspired this because I actually have never uh, used this question framed like this with an artist before. I said, what if we visualize uh, a person like a single what if we, like put a single person in our mind that we're thinking about when we're putting the first two songs of the set together and this person is someone who has never heard of you before but their friend brought him they're like oh man trust me you're going to you're going to love this guy in his band you're going to enjoy it Let, go to the show with me someone like let's picture someone that was dragged to the show that is not a fan knows nothing about you and frankly doesn't want to be there uh, i don't i don't know about you but anytime i have something on my calendar as soon 
as it's scheduled on my calendar, I regret having said yes to just about no matter how enjoyable it is. I right before leaving the house to go to something I've committed to just about every time I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said yes to uh, whatever it is. Oh, I wish I wouldn't have said yes to picking up this million dollars uh, lottery winning. Oh, I've got so many better things. It doesn't even matter how great it is. I usually regret it. But that was the person I said, let's think about. And they're like, oh man, I know I told uh, this friend of mine that I'd go to the concert, but there's so many things I'd rather be doing right now. How can we right off the bat win this person over? So with this in mind, there we were. We were uh, building the set list, and what we put together were two crushing songs right off the bat. At the very top of the set, someone comes in, you walk on stage, and you're instantly... Like it's, it has this feeling like we had a rehearsal last night where we did it with the, the where we like ran um, the first two songs as a combo with the band. And it's like, man, it has this feeling of, it's not, I want to be careful here because it's not just about, it's not about something to prove, which I think that can be helpful. I think that there's some fire that happens within you when you do have something to prove sometimes, but I think it has to do more with trust. Yeah, I think it has to do more with right off the bat, what we're saying is, hey, we put something together that's intentional with you in mind, and we have a, we, we're, just trust me, hang on, we're going to take you somewhere, uh, we got this, like almost that kind of thing, just like, trust me, this is going to be worth your time, yeah, maybe that's what it is, right off the bat, it's that it's learning to right off the bat anything. How can you convey that feeling of, hey, trust me? Yeah, we had rehearsal last night. And I was thinking about this morning. I'm thinking about how this mindset of the assumption that nobody just is begging for whatever I'm about to put out in the world has changed everything I do for the better. And this isn't my uh, original concept. This concept comes from a book that has changed my life. It's from an author named Stephen Pressfield. Uh, and I have it right here. The book's called Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit uh, with the subtitle and other tough love truths to make you a better writer. So he's specifically talking about writing in this. Um, oh, and by the way, I've talked about it incessantly on the podcast. One of my most given away books to other artists uh, is Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. Um, so, I, I like, But this comes a close second. Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit has changed my life. So... Um, I just thought I would read just a little snippet for you. This, he's talking about writing specifically. But I would encourage you to hear this and think about whatever you're creating and putting out into the world. You don't have to be like musical or maybe you don't consider yourself artistic. You're not, maybe, but maybe it's you're putting a presentation together for work. Maybe it's just a social media post. How can you convey at the beginning of anything that trust. Hey, trust me. I got this. This is intentional. How do you hook someone? Anyways, I just think uh, this applies to everyone. So I thought I'd share it with you today. This is chapter four of Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit. And it's just a few paragraphs. So I mean, here's, here's the whole first half of the book. I'm going to read to you. Buckle up. Uh, okay. Chapter four. Nobody wants to read your shit. The first thing you learn in advertising is that no one wants to read your shit. Your ads, I mean. People hate ads. I hate them myself. I hate TV commercials. Why should I waste my valuable time watching that lying garbage trying to sell me crap I don't need or want? Sometimes young writers acquire the idea from their years in school that the world is waiting to read what they've written. 
They get this idea because their teachers had read their essays or term papers or dissertations. In the real world, no one is waiting to read what you've written. Sight unseen, they hate what you've written. Why? Because they might have to actually read it. (laughs) Nobody wants to read anything. Let me repeat that. Nobody... Not even your dog or your mother has the slightest interest in your commercial for Rice Krispies or Delco batteries or Preparation 8s. Nor does anybody care about your one-act play, your Facebook page, your new Sesame Chicken joint. It isn't that people are mean or cruel. They're just busy. Nobody wants to read your shit. What's the answer? One, streamline your message. Focus it and prepare it down to its simplest, clearest, easiest to understand form. Two, make its expression fun or sexy or interesting or scary or informative. Make it so compelling that a person would have to be crazy not to read it. Three, apply that to all forms of writing or art or commerce. When you understand that nobody wants to read your shit, your mind becomes powerfully concentrated. You begin to understand that writing slash reading is above all, a transaction. The reader donates his time and attention, which are supremely valuable commodities. In return, you, the writer, must give him something worthy of his gift to you. When you understand that nobody wants to read your shit, you develop empathy. You acquire the skill that is indispensable to all artists and entrepreneurs. The ability to switch back and forth in your imagination from your own point of view as writer, painter, seller, to the point of view of your reader slash gallery goer slash customer, you learn to ask yourself with every sentence and every phrase, is this interesting? Is it fun or challenging or inventive? Am I giving the reader enough? Is she bored? Is she following where I want to lead her? Man, holy shit. Nobody wants to read your shit, listen to your shit, um, listen to your podcast, read your, nobody wants to, we've all got busier things. And I think that's okay. And I'm actually grateful for it because for me, it's made me a better communicator. All my podcasts that I've recorded before and after reading this book are completely different. The vibe is different. The, the, the point is different. I'm no longer thinking about me and what I want to talk about. I'm thinking about you and Actually, no, that's not true. I am thinking about what I want to talk about. But then when I'm done, I'm clarifying my thoughts of the things I want to talk about every single time. Even at the very beginning of this podcast, this intro, I mean, a little behind the scenes here, but this intro is like, how, how, what does this have to do with you? You're listening to this right now. Why should you give a shit about this episode, especially these daily Guinness episodes? So that's my promise. If you are continuing uh, to listen and go on this journey with me this year as I record these daily Guinness episodes. My promise is that you are in my mind at the very front of it, and I'm going to do my damnedest uh, to make these as enjoyable, interesting, helpful, I don't know, captivating, curious, whatever it is, uh, as possible for you because I owe, I owe you something. Yeah, I'm, these shows I'm playing this weekend, freaking people bought tickets. They paid money to get in this room. I literally owe you something. I have something that I owe you for this. Someone's going to be buying your books. You want someone to download that song on Spotify? You owe them something if you're getting something in return. As for me, I think that's okay because it's only made me better. Yeah, it's for me. At first, it sounds kind of negative, but I actually look at it as something that's really positive because it's only made me better. 
Oh, by the way, friends, before you go, if you're interested in coming out and going to any of these shows I'm playing this weekend, I am playing in Evanston, Illinois. It's just outside of Chicago, Friday, June 10th, and then Saturday, June 11th, I'll be back here in South Minneapolis playing at the Parkway Theater. So if you feel like coming out, I'd love to see you. It's going to rule. Uh, but more importantly, I'd love to cheers with you in person and say hi. So come on out and hopefully I'll see you then. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy. Enjoy.